Right, welcome back to uh, discipleship.ca. Today we've got uh, a friend and um, uh, a fellow ministry-minded guy who uh, is uh, working at Miller College of the Bible. Uh, we got Al Wintemute with us this morning. Uh, or, well, this morning for us. I don't know when you guys are listening to it, but uh, uh, he works out in uh, wonderful... Saskatchewan, the Canadian province that is easy to draw because it's a rectangle, if anybody doesn't know that, but really hard to spell because it's got a lot of letters in it. So thanks for joining us, Al. Uh, maybe maybe let everybody know what it is that you do what, what it, at Miller College of the Bible. Uh, thanks, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Um, yeah, I'm involved in the fourth year internship program here at Miller College of the Bible. That's a relatively new role for me. Started in that uh, last May, May of 2022, uh, after watching Ed Johnson do that very well for 12 years. I've also served in the graduate program since its start uh, with Daryl Croker and the team there. And then another uh, area that I'm involved in is public relations uh, connecting with pastors and other ministry leaders uh, in the Western provinces. Yeah. So with the, uh, just so everybody understands, when I talk about going to classes, uh, Al is the guy who kind of makes the infrastructure of all that wonderful program work. So that is actually the the, the school and the program that, that uh, I'm plugging away in. So in a, in a few months, I'll be traveling to Saskatchewan to go to class in the middle of winter where it is always sunny but not very warm in uh, in lovely Pembroke, Saskatchewan. But Al travels a bit. Our uh, our sons are actually at college together at the moment so our lives kind of intersect every once in a while and I harassed Al to come and talk about discipleship uh, and what that means in his life and in his world uh, and that's got a few layers as we can understand here. He's got uh, you know, he's married, he's got kids, he's got a college, he's got Bible uh, uh, students, pa- hopeful future pastors all under his care, um, as well as current pastors who are continuing education. They He intersects with all of those. So, Al, if you were to kind of just give the blanket description of what discipleship means to you uh, in life, um, how would you how would you try to describe that? When I think of discipleship, I think of a followership as well. We're, we're all following something or someone uh, pertaining to the Christian walk. Of course, we're talking about Christ. I think of Paul's words, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So it's not necessarily imitating someone, but it's imitating the one that we're pointing to. And for the Christian, that's we're pointing to Jesus Christ. And I think of discipleship a lot of life on life. Um, mm. I think of what I heard Mark Dever do years ago. Um, he's a busy guy, so he takes guys with him grocery shopping. He takes guys with him doing different things, so life on life. And uh, here on that kind of example, uh, I tried that once or twice in my time when I was at the Sunnybrae campus. Just took a guy with me um, doing that. And you're just seeing how things operate, uh, how things function in one another's life. Um, Take some time, right? Take some time to get to know one another. So there's an investment season. There's an earning trust, showing genuinely that you care about the other person and getting to know and learn about the other person. This isn't just uh, you walk in and shift into fourth or fifth gear and get going flying down the highway of conversation. It takes some time. 
they're in that trust. So uh, walking life together is what I really think about. Three things that I always think about with uh, discipleship is accountability uh, in the one-on-one together. And I would say that accountability can go both ways. And there's some time in the Word, and uh, there's a time of encouragement as well. So a time of observation and accountability, a time in the Word, and time of encouragement for one another. Yeah, yeah. No, I really like that that life-on-life idea and the the idea of just taking people with you. So, uh, you know, and I've shared on the podcast in other situations about just uh, my journey of faith and and coming uh, coming to understand who Christ was in my teens, but then immediately uh, my <clears throat> my youth pastor just he would pick me up and take me like if there was stuff to do like uh, grocery shopping for a youth event or helping somebody in their yard where he would just come grab me and take me with me with him, but then that turns into a ton of conversations just about about life like what are you dealing with like what's going on what's how are you doing today and you can sometimes pick up those things where it's like oh some this guy's you know struggling with something so then you kind of have that bandwidth to be able to probe and ask a bit of questions um um and then like you said that that you know you don't always get to just walk in and hit fifth gear and go right at it real quick as you as you do that life on life stuff more you get the ability to kind of step into fifth year faster with people because because they know like we're gonna we're gonna have gospel conversations we're we're gonna we're gonna point each other to Jesus so yeah no that's that's uh that's exciting now as you define that it feels uh you know knowing no I know a bit what about what you do right so you are working with students and there is a little bit of an academic syllabus and there is a little bit of a you have the you have the right and the privilege in that world to kind of step in and say hey this is we need to have a we need to have a gospel conversation just about what's going on in your life um how has that um you know that role that you've had in and uh Al hasn't always been a bible college guy he was uh he worked in industry and in sales and and a bunch of other stuff. So um, this is something that he's come to after a full career uh, somewhere else. And uh, how has working at the Bible College changed that in your life, in particular to discipleship with you know your in in your marriage in in your home, right? Because they're not they're not doing it for grades, right? <laughs> they're not they're not working through their processes for that, but uh, but. As equally, if not more important, is that pouring into kids, and you've still got kids at home, you've got kids at college, um, you're in that midst of young adults and teenagers and, and uh, a busy house, and you just recently moved, so there's all sorts of dynamics to work through. Um, how does that work in the, in the personal realms for you? Yeah, I think um, over the years, I'd heard the Great Commission so many times, and uh, Unfortunately, we hear it so many times we can get uh, a little bit numb to it, you know, yeah. and we say, oh, man, I've heard that. Oh, it's getting old. And uh, my time at Miller was very, very impactful for me. Something like the Great Commission just popped out again. Uh, go make disciples. And if mm-hmm. we're believers, we need to take that seriously. Yeah. This isn't an optional thing. We all need to do it. It's not for the elite. It's not for the special. It's for the ones that are followers of Christ. So we all need to do that. 
And I think with that, too, uh, another thing that impacted me was Romans 15, 14. Mm-hmm. We often can disqualify ourselves and say, no, I can't do that. But Romans 15, 14 reminds us that we're able, because we have the scriptures, because we've been students of the scriptures, a uh, longtime follower, uh, rookie, uh, or at the midpoint, wherever you are in life, we are able to instruct one another. So that's what we're called to do. And finally, I look at Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3, the put off and put on passages. Those are so impactful for me. I need help with that every day. Yeah. So I need a brother to walk alongside me. And that's what I need to do as well. So Miller has really helped me see those passages as so instrumental. And just even recently, Steve, uh, I heard a passage uh, sermon a couple of weeks ago, and it just really impacted me because I can be focused so much on getting the gospel message out when I'm in my discipleship, and I can forget about the living life together, the sacrificially mm-hmm. living. Yeah. So I'll share with you First Thessalonians 2, verse 8. I heard this for so many times, but we just need the word central to be reminded of what's most important. So it says this, So being affectionately desirous of you, there's the relationship piece. We are ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also ourselves, because you had become very dear to us. I think that's the goal in the discipleship journey. Not just the gospel message, but a sacrificially living and giving of our very selves. So what does it look like uh, with students? Um, Generally, the one question I ask is, what do you want to get out of this? What yeah. do you want to focus on? Yeah. Um, we can go through a manual for the grad program. We have a, two forms of mentoring that we ask people to get involved in, both the uh, ministry mentor and the character mentor. So we could go through some forms and some questions like that. But I generally ask guys, what do you want to get out of this? We can go all kinds of different roads. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me to be flexible in the mentoring with students to where they want to go, not just have my program and my agenda. And it's been surprising and helpful for me to see what they want to learn. Um, maybe they want to learn a certain topic and I kind of go, wow, I'm surprised with that. Yeah. But then as we get going into it, I, I see what I needed to learn as in that too. So I think that's been helpful for me to be open to what they want to learn in the family hey, you're in BC, I'm in Saskatchewan, let me use a BC word here. Uh, with us, we've looked at a little bit more organic-like, to <laughs> use a BC term. Yeah. Um, we tried the structure of devotions and discipleship, and we tried that, and for whatever reason, it just didn't stick with us really well. So mm. our, our lives always have been busy. They're going to be busy for everybody. It's just the way it is. I can't remember the last time I heard someone say, uh, I got lots of time in my calendar. I'm bored. I got way too much free time. We're all busy being pulled yep. in different directions. So I haven't always been good at this, but I've tried to take one-on-one times with each of the kids. Um, in some seasons, I've been there's been better seasons than others, but try to be a little bit organic and see what's already on their mind and heart, and then we'll walk through that. Mm-hmm. They might ask about something that I would I wasn't thinking about talking to them about, but they might ask about something, um, and then I got to go down that road with them. So that's how it's looked in our family, in our home, in my ministry life. Um, 
Yeah, at the church I was a part of for 20 plus years back in Alberta, they had a mentoring program that was set up by the associate pastor there and uh, had a guy set up with a younger guy and a woman set up with a younger lady um, and kind of set that up. And then we were encouraged to go through one of the gospels with uh, whoever you're mentoring. So I did that, um, tried it a couple different ways with a couple different guys. And um, some of them want to go through a book. Some of them want to go through a study. There's, there's a guy that um, mentoring here at the college and he wants to go through the topic of prayer. Yeah. So we're going to work through not just um, the area I need to grow in, in in prayer, but what does uh, someone like A.W. Tozer say about prayer and how can we walk through this little book together yeah. and help each of us grow? So it looks different in the home, looks different at the college, in the church. Uh, you mentioned we just moved here. We haven't fully got into gear yet. Uh, still trying to figure out the rhythm of life at the college. Um, but in Previous years, uh, tried to get involved in mentoring guys, going out for coffee, seeing where they're at and seeing where we can encourage them. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that and again, it just keeps ringing through that that doing life together. And then just as as things come up, it's, it's what you end up uh, focusing on, which might not be what you're actually aware of. And it just becomes that, you know, just like Proverbs says, it's like iron sharpens iron. There's that there has to be a little bit of friction happening in life so that you're, you're actually close enough to each other to see what's going on so that you know where to press in. Right. So, um, you know, as one guy says, let's, let's study prayer. Um, it's going to turn into two different things for each of you as you, as you do it as to what are the, those pressure pain points, but together it turns into kind of like a jostling, through that issue together for the for the glory of God, for the growth in Christ, for our benefit and and good fruit for the gospel at the end, right? It's this this beautiful uh, beautiful process, and I, I know <laughs> I know from you know talking with you in in other situations and other settings that's something that you do you do quite well, like stepping in alongside people and just you know not forcefully but quite gently coming along in life and saying walk with me for a bit. And then you press in and you say, you know, what are you learning? What am I learning? How do we share that together? And, and uh, in some cases it's going to be, you know, that moment where it's like inspiring and, and you move forward because you're like, Oh man, this is so good. Other times it's going to be like, well, yeah, I know you're deficient in this area and we got to deal with this and it's a little more forceful. And, and uh, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you come on is just because I see that, uh, as kind of a, a habit in your life, which is, which is, uh, uh, it's something that is super hard, right? That discipleship is the reason we wanted to talk about discipleship, uh, for, for my wife, Teresa and I, and, and do this and, and point back to scripture is because of some of the most basically fundamental things for us as believers, uh, is to dig into our word, uh, be in prayer and help each other along the journey. Um, those are three things that so often, those are the first things we drop and we suddenly go, I got to get busy doing stuff. And, and that's, uh, you know, we forget what is, is the thing that got us to the spot where we're able to do stuff that is useful in ministry anyway. Um, so it's good to kind of slow down and remember that stuff. So, um, 
yeah, we've kind of rolled through the questions real super quick, which is all right. That's that's good. You 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 came with a list. You had you had it figured out. So Al and I have, as we talk about the busyness, we've we've uh, I think we've rescheduled a, a few a handful of times now, <laughs> as he travels and does stuff, and then the one day that he happens to be uh, be be available is a day that I'm not available, and so we finally got it sorted today. But uh, um, the big takeaway. If you could download one thought into people's heads and uh, you know, like establish this seed of thought into their brain and they would know it and understand it and, and incorporate it into life uh, about discipleship, uh, what is, what's the thing that you would want everybody to learn? I think uh, we all need to know that it's not optional. Yeah. We need to just get that cemented in. doesn't matter how uncomfortable it is. Let's be honest. Relationships, any kind of relationships, are uncomfortable, challenging, and they take work. Bring in two sinners together (laughs) in any type of friendship, a brother, uh, a marriage relationship, whatever. It just takes work, and it's not optional. But... I think we get so uh, caught up in our individual lifestyles, we get pretty comfortable being the Lone Ranger out there. Yeah. And being someone that listens to my own uh, way of thinking and right in my own eyes, so to speak. And that's not right. We need deep relationships. So coming back to that First Thessalonians, it just really impacted me how I don't just need the word, but I need deep relationships with others. Yeah, so yeah. we need that. Um, I think what we all need to know, too, is it's a two-way street. Both are learning. It's not just the one discipling someone that is the one above someone. This is level ground at the cross, and it's a two-way street. Both learn, both benefit. You'll gain so much out of investing in the life of someone else, and you often will feel very invested back into. Guys that I've sat across uh, the table from, when I ask, how can I pray for you? It's been remarkable how many times they say, now, how can I pray for you? Yep. So yep. I hear someone I'm mentoring or discipling pray for me as well. And it's just so encouraging to see that. I, mm-hmm. I've personally learned so much by hearing the thoughts and wrestlings of other brothers I've had the privilege of walking with in discipleship. I think of my time at Miller, um, You mentioned uh, I was in uh, a different world for many years, in the business world for 15 years, and then going to Miller at Midlife at the Sunnybury campus there, I can think of guys that were 20 years younger than me that I learned so much from. Mm. Why? Because I sat down and had a coffee with them and heard their thoughts and their wrestlings, and those things still impact me today. So there's so much to be gained. It's not just this time that we're giving up, but there's so much we're gaining back. So it's a real two-way street. I'd also say you need a plan. You know, First Peter tells us plan for action. Yep. If you don't plan for action, there will be inaction, yep. and that's still a plan. <laughs> yeah, the, la- the lack of planning is still a plan. Yep, exactly. So you will fail if you don't have some plan. But on the flip side of that, I'd say you don't need to have it all figured out. Yeah. You don't have all the answers and you never will until you're in glory someday. So 
When you don't have the answer, just humbly say, I don't know that. But you know what? Next time we meet, I'll, I'll dig it a little deeper into that. But you better keep your word, too, and have yeah. an answer next time to 100%. follow up. I'd say be flexible to where you see the Lord leading in each of your times together. You can come and say, man, I want to circle back around to that. But you don't always get back around to whatever that is. Yeah. So yeah. be flexible. It's God's agenda, not ours. So it's the long haul here. Um, don't look at it as a short season. Sometimes discipleship is a sh- short season with people, but you want to be there available for the long haul. This yeah. is life together until we're in glory. And this discipleship aspect needs to be part of our fabric of, of the DNA of us being mm-hmm. Christians. It's got to mm-hmm. be part of who we are. If you're a follower of Christ, then you're inviting someone else to come in and be a follower of Christ too. That's it's, always, it's that's not always, optional. Yeah. That's always my challenge to those people that kind of say like, I'm, I'm good, just me and Jesus and I'm over here by myself. And I'm like, other than there's a command to not give up gathering together, but there's also a command to go make disciples, which means we have to be in this back and forth tug of war of faith of trying to grow and understand together. We can't just, we can't just abdicate that responsibility. It is, uh, it's an integral part of how we grow. Um, people all the time ask, like, how do I learn how to evangelize? I'm like, well, <clears throat> go evangelize. Like, go tell somebody about Jesus, and then you learn how to deal with the stuff. It's almost the same way with uh, discipleship, is how do you learn to disciple someone? Well, go be discipled or go try to disciple someone. You will you will wrestle through, like just like you said, be humble enough to say, I don't know, when they ask questions, and then, uh, you know, uh, have enough integrity to dig in and actually try to figure out how to answer the question that you didn't know. So you you end up growing. And and in, in a funny byproduct, we thought, oh, we'll do this podcast and this will be fantastic. And uh, it has driven my wife and I into the word more than anything else because, you know, behind the scenes we get questions like, okay, well, you guys talked about this and I have a question about that and I don't have a church in my place as it kind of trickles out all over the place. They have, you know, people from around the world are messaging us and it and it forces us to be humble enough to say, oh yeah, there is more to it we didn't cover. We'll, we'll get this answer for you and we'll send you an email and do all that kind of fun stuff. And it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to me how often people um, message us because in their local location, they can't find somebody who will just walk through life with them and answer the questions that they have about faith. Uh, whether that's be- while they're young in faith or whether they're struggling through trying to figure out different things, just having faithful brothers and sisters in the Lord that are willing to to do that uh, seems to actually be a really hard thing to find. Uh, I'd agree know. with that. I'd yeah. agree with that, Steve. I, I hear that quite often when I meet with recent alumni. Yeah. They say, man, it was so good, my time at Miller, but then I come out and I'm trying to find someone to connect with and trying to keep this discipleship or mentoring going. And my response is, don't give up. Yeah, don't give don't up. Don't give it, up. Keep, keep going after it. It's the same for us old guys. It's hard <laughs> to find someone, um, yeah. but we got to keep at it. I've benefited so much from the mentors that I had at Miller, um, the pastors that I've been under, and all of us need to be part of the church. And that's where you're going to find the greatest opportunities for di- discipleship in the local church. 
hundred percent. It's in the local church. So, um, Al, I want to thank you for coming and 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 joining us today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. I'm um, I'm excited to get to uh, the next time that I have a class and actually get to sit down at a table and have coffee or the next time that you happen to be out here in in my area at the campus uh, of the college here so again uh, Al works at uh, Miller College of the Bible which uh, has three campuses here in Canada one in Pambram uh, Saskatchewan one in uh, Winnipeg Manitoba and one at uh, Sunny Bray uh, Tappan uh, here in BC and so if you ever wanted to get connected to Al and having questions about either uh, Bible college, what internships look like, how to get an intern if you're a pastor listening, uh, or or if you are looking at uh, graduate school, he's your guy to answer all those questions or show up to your event with a Miller table and cool pens and lanyards and convince you that it's time to leave uh, your successful sales job and go in midlife to Bible college with people half your age because Al did that himself. So I've appreciated your faithfulness. I have enjoyed getting to know you and, and I know that uh, your encouragement to dive into discipleship uh, here today with us is going to uh, it's going to cause some people to think about that. So thanks for joining us. Uh, for all you listening, I hope this was good uh, and edifying for you. And we look forward to uh, having you join us next time here at discipleship.ca.